Welcome to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast designed with you in mind. Here I have two special guests. We are in the same organization. I'm sure you guys know who they are by name and face. Please introduce you, yourselves, fellas. We have we have Kilo and we have my boy Deacon Mark Trailforte on the line. Please introduce yourselves. Kilo. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. That's your boy. Um, <laughs> Kilo slash M2K slash kilometers slash miles slash um, the one and only. Yes. I am currently CEO of Vegan Legacy as Ooh. well as CEO of Mass Marketing Media. Mass yes, Marketing. There you go. So great things coming. I'm excited for an awesome conversation here. Okay, let's get it. Trail Forte. Oh, man. Ain't much for me to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> it's the same name but a different day. You know who it is, Trail Forte. Just being me, that's all I can be. Little boy, you know. Little, little, little guy from Country Road. Doing some big things, okay. you know. Get Lee Legacy together, okay. as you probably already know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just doing my thing here, kicking back, no Draco. So, oh, yeah, it's your boy doing his thing. No, for real, though. Yeah, Chill Forte, as you already know, I'm here today with my boy Johnny and Kilo, ready to have an awesome conversation as always. It's always something edifying, something that we can learn. Um, I'm definitely excited. You know, yes. I got my guys here. I love being with these gentlemen. Um, Miles and uh, oh, you know, Johnny always talk about some good stuff. I mean, even when we're on the phone, we're always talking about some good stuff. I'm excited. Yes. Yes, we, talk, we have good conversations outside the podcast, guys. Now, I want to give the people a quick update on the studio, because I know they've seen on my Snapchat that I've been in the studio, you know, with the reconstruction going on. And um, would you tell the, the people when the studio will be reopened and what can they look forward to seeing or, or experiencing? Mr. CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, you are yes. looking to the, you're looking forward to the full experience. Um, as soon as you step into mm. the building, as soon as you step into the room, you know, if 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 you're not inspired, I'm gonna need you to walk back out and walk right in again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, <laughs> this is one for the books. Um, you know, it's a it's a different atmosphere. And you're definitely coming for you're, you're paying for for experience. You know, so guys, when I'm talk I'm talking, guys, you know, I, I don't lie on on the cast. When I'm telling you that I see full-fledged experience, I really, truly do. Um, I've been actually in there helping, and it's going to be a drastic change, guys. We have so many. I'm not, we're, gonna, we're not going to reveal too much, but, guys, it's definitely going to be worth your while. Please come to the studio when it reopens. Um, do we have the exact date when it will reopen so the people can know? Uh, stay tuned. Follow us on our social media, and, 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 and you'll find out. Okay. Okay, great. So just stay tuned, guys. Follow our um, social media accounts. We'll we'll name them again at the end of the podcast. Um, stay updated. Please look for our new posts, our new stories. Um, 
the prices will still, you know, the prices will be posted also. Uh, we just have a lot of uh, new amenities to add to the studio, and I think you guys are going to really love it. Um, you're definitely going to feel at home, and, and it's just a new experience, a different, a different vibe to a studio. Now, let's get into the topic at hand. Today, guys, we want to discuss mental health, mental illness. Um, for the people that don't know, mental health is a very, very um, important fact, uh, important value to have um, as far as your life goes. Your brain is definitely the control center of your being. It's the control center of your body. Um, a lot, a lot of people don't know this statistic, but three out of five people have a, have at least one mental health issue. So it's a pretty high number. That means from every five people, three of those people have a mental health issue. Um, it's all over the internet. It's a known fact, which is why a lot of people go through therapy or they are in denial of having a mental health issue. Now, do you guys know exactly what mental health means? Starting with Kilo, or why? Is yes, sir. As far as something I've I've gone through myself. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, with me dealing with this whole heart failure situation, mm-hmm. I hate to sound like a broken record, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have my days, and I'm, you know, seeing a psychologist mm-hmm. helps a lot. Okay. It helps a lot. Now, what would you say to the people that's kind of opposed to being going to see um seek treatment or, you know, maybe their family is telling them you don't need because there's a lot of I don't mean to bring race into it, but a, a lot of minority people had a mindset that you don't need to talk to a stranger right. about your problems. And I want us to get out of that way of thinking. We need to retrain our muscles to, to another way of thinking. It's okay to tell a stranger about your problems. A paid stranger that's qualified in that field. So, you know, what do you say to those people that's, you know, their family is kind of transitioning their minds to think that it's wrong to want help? What uh, do you say so to those I'm speaking people? from personal experience, so that's how my parents are. Um, you know, they don't believe, mm-hmm. hey, what's the point? You know, so I believe it's just a, it's mm. a generational thing. And so as as time goes on, you know, even the younger generation that's growing up, they're going to see things differently from how we see them. So, of course, you know, mm-hmm. hey, to those people that, you know, it's, it's good to talk to somebody. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. Hmm. Absolutely. 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 Everybody needs a, a listening ear. Pastor Mark, what does mental health mean to you and what do you say to the people that's against getting help? Um well, I definitely know that this is a very serious conversation here because mm-hmm. um as you said, three and five people mm-hmm. have some type of mental health. And I do believe treatment is a very serious matter and not to be looked over. Um, a lot of people, they hear treatment and then they automatically shut down because um, a lot of the times they won't want to face the fact of 
um, somebody else can help you with this and and what you were saying to um, uh, about parents and different people saying oh, you don't need that and blah they blah. I mean, it, it is a generational thing. I mean, from a minority, I can say specifically us as Blacks, we've came from a long way, and we didn't feel like we've <clears throat> we've come from slavery. We we dealt with a lot of punishment and things of that nature, and we've, in a sense, helped ourselves from that mindset. But now that we've gotten out of there, I mean you know, now we're in a whole different mindset from those of our ancestors. I mean, honestly, truthfully, I ain't going to say we don't have it hard still, but definitely not the way that they did. So now we see it. Um, we see mm -hmm. things differently, you know, because of our upbringing, but mm -hmm. definitely if you have the opportunity to go get treatment, just seek it if you don't you know, because I'm sure that there are resources who are able and out there to be able to help you get to where you need to be or want to be, because um, that's a very serious thing. I mean, um, looking to to get into a better place in life is something that I'm sure everybody takes serious. But when it comes to somebody else and helping you a total stranger, but the problem is, I mean, of course, we we go we go to friends before we go to somebody qualified. Mm -hmm. so, and then our friends Absolutely. give us terrible information, and then we want to blame our friends for the information that we've gotten from them. But we were the ones to kind of ask them in the first place. I mean, indirectly even by bringing up the issue. So I mean, you know, getting qualified help, and then of course at that moment in time, I'm sure. And you're able to find out the qualifications that they have if they're able to meet your needs or not. And that's going to um, take you as an individual to do your research on where you're going. But it's very important to get help. It's very important, guys. And um, I'm sure you guys heard on my very, very first podcast episode, I revealed that I have, well, it is a mental health, um, it's a mental, and I have anxiety disorder which means that I have flare-ups of anxiety. Um, I'm telling my testimony because it might help someone out there not to be ashamed to, you know. Um, I've been have actually, people in my family have anxiety, so it can be hereditary. It's a it's a chemical imbalance. It could be a chemical imbalance. Um, I experienced, the first, I didn't actually know, guys, a lot of people don't even know that they have a mental illness until it gets to the point to where either you have an outburst or, you know what I'm saying, people notice that you might be a little, um, your behavior might be a little off. So some people don't even know. And, it, and it's, 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 it happens, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know I had anxiety until I had my very first um, panic attack in my car. And, um, you know, it's a scary thing. I don't know if you guys out there have ever had one. It's one thing I don't wish on anyone. It's a very scary experience. Um, and ever since that day, I've been dealing with the repercussions of having anxiety. It's it's intense fear, basically, um, and it can be it can be things that's not even fearful. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like going into a grocery store with a lot of people. Now that might not be fearful to you know a person that doesn't have a mental illness, but to my brain or to what, how my body reacts, it reacts in a fearful way. 
so that causes my muscles to tense up and me to um hyperventilate, which means breathe fast. Um, it might cause your sense, like you know, your blood is rushing, your blood pressure's up, so you feel lightheaded, nauseous, blase, blase. Um, it causes a lot of symptoms in your body. You might feel pain, or you might even have chest pains. Now, don't get it confused, guys. In um, a panic attack can make you have chest pains, but it's not equivalent to a heart attack. It might feel similar, but it's two two different things. Um, it causes um, physical symptoms, like I was saying, like you know. You, you might have chest pain, you might have a headache because your blood pressure's up. Um, you might throw up, you might even um, feel tenseness in your arms and your limbs. So it's a very, very serious thing. So how I deal with my anxiety is um, I do meditation, I exercise, um, I stay in the optimistic um, environment. <clears throat> optimistic brand, um, uh, mindset. Um, I stay away from my triggers. Now, it's very important to learn your triggers, guys. And you're probably going to learn this in therapy. I'm not a qualified therapist, but this is what I learned. You have to learn your triggers. Know when to not engage in, in, in stuff that will flare you up or when to um, disengage. Um, you know, it's a lot of things to learn about yourself when you have a mental illness. So... That's really my testimony. I'm still a work in progress, guys. I still have flare-ups sometimes, but I know how to deal with it because I've been working on my coping mechanisms. Um, so, yeah, it's very important to just know yourself. And, and don't be afraid, guys, to, to let somebody know if you're not feeling mentally okay. Um, it's okay to get help. Now, do any one of you guys have any, um, you know, problems with, you know, mood swings or have you ever experienced them that you want to disclose on air? Um, for me, so coming out the hospital at first, um, you know, like mm-hmm. back in 2019, I was fine. I was just happy to be alive. So it came to the point where, mm-hmm. um, the constant hospital visits, the constant getting my blood drawn, like every week, seeing the needle every week. It became overwhelming, and I, you know, went into a, a period of depression. And I just started eating, eating, okay. and just gaining weight. Because at that point, mm-hmm. for me, mentally, it just became too much. Okay. So you had mm-hmm. signs of depression. So they said, well, for my therapist, for my doctor, she says that. Anxiety and and depression go they they exist co- they coincide from each other meaning they're mm-hmm. very closely related. So you know, um, most likely if you have one, you most likely have the other. So you're saying from your from what you're what you're saying is that due to you being in the hospital and things of that nature, that might have um, triggered your mental health. That might have made you feel down or you know sad mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. So how did you then transform, did you, have you transformed that aura into a positive one? Or have you kind of, still, still a work progress, progress now that I'm seeing a psychologist, so. Okay. And would you like to share with the people, what did you learn during therapy? Some coping mechanisms, I'm not saying going into detail about, you know, but 
what you learned that was helpful to, helpful to you to get better or to feel better? Throughout the whole process, focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. Okay. Set, set positive goals for yourself and just, you know, work. Take it one day at a time and work towards those. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pastor Mark. Hmm? Have you ever had experience where you felt, you know, maybe depressed or you felt down or have your mental health ever gotten away of your goal or you know what I'm saying, your well being? Um I can definitely say that um certain things may have um caused me not to 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 operate in the fullest capability that I am on today, you know. Uh, I'm sure certain signs of, uh, I guess you can say anxiety, have been um, present. Of course, I'm not self-diagnosing myself, nor have I been diagnosed with anything. So I can't necessarily just say I am depressed or, I mean, or, uh, or you know, I have anxiety or anything of that nature or any kind of any kind of anything because I'm currently I mean I've I've been to to physicians and stuff of that nature they looked at me and say well um even if it is evident that you know maybe things have been present in your life that could be traumatizing and things of that nature um you're definitely handling your situation well and then of course well than most so I mean you know, I've definitely went through a lot of events that could, you know, um, definitely be a, uh, they could have triggered certain things. Um, but mm-hmm. for the most part, um, coping mechanisms, I can honestly say, Johnny, are very important um, because that mm-hmm. there could either, you know, help somebody if you have those coping mechanisms or if you don't, I mean, who knows what can happen? Who knows? Like, it could be a very dangerous right. thing um, without having a coping mechanism. Right. Right, right, right. That's, that's pretty good. I, I totally think coping mechanisms is a huge part of... Um, of the success of your mental health. Now, I want to ask you guys a very serious question also. Do you guys feel like the way that we are raised or the way that we're taught to think affects our mental health? Do you feel like because our parents teach us kind of that you don't need help, all you need is, you know, your your siblings or all you need is family to help you through issues? Do you feel like that's why our minority people refuse to get help or don't think that that's the right way to go? I believe so. But, and what made you choose Kilo to disregard what your parents were saying and to choose you? And what made you decide to, you know, just say, okay, I'm not going to do what they told me to do. I'm just going to get help for myself. Um, so it's not that I'm disregarding what they're saying. I do believe what they're saying. Right, but I believe right. there there has to be something else to you know to back up what they're saying. 
So, which is why I was like, and plus, okay. it comes to a point where you, you eventually you see a pattern. And if what you're doing is not working, then you definitely mm. have to switch up your strategy. Ooh, pathology. Pathology. Yes. Um, Pastor Mari, why do you feel like our black people, you know, and I'm not saying all black people. I want to I switch that word a little bit. Why do you think majority of minority people tell our children and tell, you know, the offspring, don't get help? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they live through. They've went Mm. through that experience Mm. of if you got a problem, you need to solve it. If you got a problem, you come to family with it. If you got a problem, um, you got to deal with it. Which, in one aspect, is okay because at the end of the day, you are, at the end of the day, going to be what determines if your problem gets solved or not. Now, the other aspect of that right. is everything is, you know, it's put on you. It's a lot of pressure put on you. And at the time of you going through a situation, you might not need that pressure. You might need to be able to disperse that pressure. And then in order, in, in having um, a psychologist or a therapist or something of that nature, that'll be you of the releasing of the pressure that's putting on you and to be able to talk about it and hopefully figure out a way of how you can move forward from this pressure. But a lot of this comes from the experience mm-hmm. that, you know, generations before us have gone through. We've gone through a lot of things and, you know, and for the most part, we've been raised and trained to do it by ourselves. Okay. So I want to get into some very serious talk here. Um, a lot of reasons, because a lot of times mental health is, in in fact, it is in most times hereditary. But sometimes it's not hereditary. Sometimes it's developed over time due to trauma. So, for example, a person might develop PTSD, which is post traumatic. Um, stress disorder due to being in the military you know they might you know have rolled over a a landmine and that caused them to you know lose a limb or a hand or whatever you might you know call it and every time they hit a bump in a road it triggers them to that place or for example you know a person might have got gotten sexually violated as a child um meaning molested or raped or whatever you might call it, and that might trigger them to have um, anxiety or PTSD. You know, every time someone shows affection, they might back away because that reminds them of that incident. So a lot of kids are, you know, as they growing up, they show they show signs of, you know, a kid might from age 1 to 12 might have been happy and always jovial and outgoing, and then Suddenly, their whole aura changes to their now they're sad, they don't want to talk, they're not social any longer. These are like warning signs of having you know something might have happened mentally, it might have been a mental trigger. So, do you guys believe that parents might see these signs and kind of ignore them? Do you feel like trauma um, has something to do with mental health, or you know, family trauma or childhood trauma has something to do with mental health? Um, let me start with Kilo. Um. 
as far as parents seeing signs like that, I believe they do, but I, I don't believe they understand mm-hmm. fully where, you know, what's going on or, you know, what actually happened. You know, because like Mark said, mm-hmm. you know, it's a generational thing. And, you know, if they dealt with things differently mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's gotten them through certain things, but it's a different generation and we are in the generation of, you know, suicide just because of, you know, something you went through and, you know, we're dealing with things a lot differently. Okay. So you you don't feel like they ignore it. You just think that they, they don't know how to deal with yeah. it. They don't know how to address it. So the best it. advice they can give is, you know, just talk about okay. it or, you know, pray about it, which is not wrong, mm-hmm. but... There has to be some talking to someone professional who can give you the right advice. Right. And guys, I feel like that's a huge thing in minority families. And I don't even mean to bash our people. I just, I love our people, so I want us to do better. We don't talk about things. We don't put things out on the table. We kind of let it fester. And um, a lot of people that I've heard, I'm not going to disclose their name, that have went through these assaults and these, you know, even domestic violence through parents or whatever the case is, you know, they will even try to address their parents about the situation and their parents will shoot them down and say, don't talk about that or why are you bringing it up now or, you know what I'm saying, that's in the past. These are all, you know, you know, you don't, don't, don't ever shut someone down that's trying to, you know, cry out for help, you know what I'm saying, talk about these issues even if you don't want to talk about it, it might be hurtful to you as a parent. You have to put your emotions to the side for your child. And I feel like, you know, that's a lot. That's a block that stops us from healing. Um, Pastor Mark, how do you feel? Do you feel like family trauma contributes to mental health? Do you feel like um, we don't talk about things like this enough um, people? I get why certain people don't do it. Um, mainly a lot of the times that I hear from uh, people, you know, of color is when you talk to somebody about an issue, they turn right around and talk to somebody else about the issue you have. So I can get that. Mm -hmm. But that's why I say Mm -hmm. we talking to the wrong people about it. Instead of getting somebody who's qualified, yeah. number one, and actually, number two, you're paying them for that service. So when you're paying them for the service that they're qualified to do, I'm sure that there's a contract and a non-disclosure agreement that you're going to have to sign with them so they're not able and capable of telling anybody else about your issue. Right. So it's you and that person personally right. addressing the issues that are present in your life. So in order for you to move forward, it's going to have to be some sort of addressing, period. And so right. the, the whole thing, right. uh, the question becomes, how are we going to address mm-hmm. the matter at hand? That's that's good insight. I, I like that. I like that. That was pretty good, guys. Um okay, so let's let's go a little, you know, deeper here. So, you know, in the case of 
your child is coming to you and you know they might tell you let's let's speak let's speak um hypothetical not you know let's speak hypothetical let's say your child male or female comes to you and um tells you that they have been you know violated sexually by a family member or you know um touched inappropriately without their consent how would you as a parent handle that because i already know let's say it was within the family how would you handle that as a parent kilo would you confront that family member would you you know what i'm saying me personally i don't like um conflict but in that situation that that person is just not allowed anywhere near my you know child after that Okay. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely a simple way to put it. And of course, uh, I I do believe a lot of times that I've I've heard cases of that. I've heard cases of that. Literally, that same scenario mm-hmm. that you put out there, and just because this is family, mm-hmm. they've ignored that whole case that was presented to them by the child. Um. And that's something that is is still haunting uh, these individuals to this day. It it, it, it hurts, number Mm -hmm. one, because first off, a family member would do that. And then the second reason it hurts is because the person that they went to go tell did nothing about it. And that's why it's so hard for us to deal with things because the people we care for or love the most, they don't show up when we most need them in situations and times like this. And that's how we end up in the shell we become in. That's how we end up telling our generations after us, well, you got to figure out a way to handle it, which is true. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it builds some type of resilience and it also builds up strongholds that you might not need to be in. So you have to be very careful in that because you can open yourself to being trapped in the, strong, in the stronghold with depression and anxiety like you're talking about because right. of, you know, you're not going to seek professional help. Like right after that, that's a traumatic right. e- 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 event. It's a very traumatic event that nobody in life expects to go through. But unfortunately, the reality is it's present. Absolutely. It's here. You, you don't know what tomorrow brings. So when, when it doesn't, you know, do all the good and gravy stuff, you know, we have to be aware as a community how to react to these things appropriately because you can't tell the people back you know, from our generations before, you know, to go seek therapy like you can today. They were raised with different type of resiliency. They was raised with a different type of mindset. They didn't have anybody to go back to other than Mm -hmm. their family. That's why we were raised this way, because that's all we had. Now, the fact that we are free now, the fact that we don't have to necessarily be, we're not in that same bondage, we have that access. And we need to utilize the access that we gain. We, we, I, I don't know, it's a lot of times that we're, we, I guess we forget that we have access to the things that we've never had access for, and it looks foreign. 
but we must understand that they're there for us. We were given these rights and freedoms to now go to these places we weren't able to go to before. We weren't able in slavery time to get therapy from a therapist that, that, that was unheard of. But now we have the right and the access to go into there and to be able to seek professional help to be able to help us move forward from our traumatic event. And then you never know. That's why I tell people, you know, um, you can be the next person to help somebody else that's going through it or going through the same thing you're going through or even worse. Mm -hmm. You can become a light. You can become a beacon to somebody else. So don't always feel down because you have the potential to bring somebody else up. In the words of Michael Jackson, you are not alone. A lot of people go through these same issues. We just don't talk about it. So it feels like you're isolated, but in fact, you are not. It's a lot of people that go through these mental things or even sexual um, abuse or harassment or, you know, depression, PTSD, um, OCD. It's a lot of things that everyone go through. Like I said, we don't talk about it. So I'm going to I'm going to put this out there Um, real quick. Be very, 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 very wary of isolating yourself. Be very wary of isolating yourself. Because you never know where you leave yourself to. And because the problem is, you isolate yourself right after a tra- traumatic event. You're isolating yourself to the trauma. You're not isolating yourself to help. You're not isolating yourself to moving forward past the trauma. You're in the same room with the trauma. And you're getting no help because you're there by yourself. Go seek help. Go seek a community. Don't sit there with with the trauma. Do something about it. Please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't sit and let it fester. It's only going to get bigger, guys. It's not going to get better, you know, um, until you address that vampire. You got to bring that vampire to the light. Um, now, let's get into this. I don't. I want to bring sex sexism into it because I feel like it kind of is sexism as far as males go. Now, when I was um, what like a, a roughly like thirteen, fourteen years of years years old, um, I remember I had basically told someone in my family about some things that was bothering me that happened you know, in my childhood. And it wasn't sexual. I, I want to put this out there. I never got sexually abused or sexually touched. None of that stuff. Um, but it was something that happened in my childhood that I feel like affects me, affected me and why I act, why I behave in a certain manner. And I was told that you are, and, and I quote, you are a man, suck it up. So do you guys feel like being a man, um, um, you being a man affects how people see your mental health. <clears throat> they feel like only, you know, do you feel like people feel that only females supposed to be crying or, um, talk about their issues or, you know, what I'm saying, do I? Because I, I've heard in a lot of black families, and a lot of my friends tell me, you know, they'll tell they'll tell their parents or whatever. They'll be a male and they'll tell their parents how they feel, and then they'll be like, oh, you're just sensitive. You're being sensitive, or. You know what I'm saying? That's not how a man supposed to think, or you're supposed to let that get to you. 
Do you feel like sexism plays a, a part, part. In, in mental health or how people deal with you? Huge. Okay. Huge. I concur. I definitely see how we we've um I mean in, in all of our past generations we have an idea for what each sex does. We have an idea for the feminine to be mm-hmm. very emotional and things of that nature. We have an idea for the males to be uh, very strong and confident and show no display of weakness as a sign of alpha and things of that nature. It's been something that has been a thing for as many years as you can imagine males and females being prevalent on this earth. So it's something that has always mm-hmm. been here. I mean, we've had a certain standard for each sex uh, individually. I mean, we expect our males to be resilient. We expect our men to be tough. And we expect our, our females to be um, these soft, furry uh, creatures that we snuggle up with and, and share our emotions with and they cry all day and things of that nature. And, and unfortunately, when we put boxes around us like that, that's how we also develop these things too. And because there's a certain expectations of men ain't supposed to cry. Men ain't supposed to uh, allow their heart to come out. And you speak what's really on your heart or your subconscious mind, rather. You know, you don't really speak on the things that are vexing you and bothering you and the things that are, are problematic and all these different things. That, that, that's a very big issue. You got to get out of that because men do cry, whether they told you or not that they've ever cried, they do cry. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're all what human. We're human. Um, you know, uh, I understand you might want a man to be a little bit tougher than you are to, but it, it's 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 kind of ignorant to expect a man not to cry, not to have emotion. Come on, like you know, in the, the day, this is a human just like you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, I heard some females in my class in college say that if they see their man cry, they're gonna presume him as weak. And I'm like, okay, where did this come from? Where did this mindset yeah. come from? You know, generations. How do we get? It's it? a thing that's been repeated, and when things are repeated so long, it becomes norm. So it's no it, it, once once we it, it becomes a, it no longer becomes a development because it's repeated so long. So now it's not in, developed in our brain; it's downloaded to our brain. So. During childhood, we're developed into what we are today, which is now a downloaded state, just like software, just like a computer. When you're a child, all you're doing is downloading things and developing things and downloading things and developing things. So certain ideas and certain um, notions, certain uh, things that we are taught, are being downloaded into our system in order to develop who we are today, how we think today, how we respond to certain actions or acts or things of that nature today. So with that for a perfect example is one of the reasons why we are the way we are because generations 
and our ancestors and even in different other countries are, are doing that. Not just here in the U.S., other countries are looking at that same way. And if you're crying and you cry in front of me, you're not a man. Right. I, I don't know if you guys want men to be invincible, if you want us to be, you know, I'm just asking a hypothetical question. Like, how do you think, do you, is a man not supposed to be human? You know, and this it's, it might be a little off topic, but it, it, it plays a key part in mental health because once you tell a man that he can't be vulnerable, he can't have emotions, that builds that wall, that builds that I can't tell anybody anything because I'm going to be presumed as weak. And that can of do course. more damage than help. So I want you guys to be open to letting, ladies, letting your man, you know, tell you how he feels and not make, not judge him for it. You know what I'm saying? If he has, first of all, it takes, some, it takes a lot of courage for a man to cry in front of a female or to be vulnerable. That's just not what we, you know, what's in us. So when he finally does that and you judge him and say, why are you crying? I heard women, when the men start crying, they ask him, why are you crying? And that's what? that's not that's not the <laughs> inquiring to see what's wrong. That is that's not what you're supposed to do. Right. Supposed to do right. And that that in itself will make a man feel less than when in fact he's human. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just want you guys to be open and to let people, let men or whatever be vulnerable with you and, and I feel judged and I feel like you know he's not a man he's not man enough because he's crying and I feel like you know you know he don't do that to, I mean I can't speak for all men but we you know we wouldn't do that to y'all so why can't you just you know return that favor and just be there now let's get into this Um, why do you feel like people are in denial of their mental health or do you feel like the fear of being judged is the key. Why they don't want to admit to going to get help, or why they might not—they might know, but they don't want to accept it. Do you feel like you know society plays a key part in that? Why do you think people are in denial? Well, we're gonna start with Hilo. Why do you feel like people are in denial of their mental health? Why do you pe- what, do you feel like society plays a role in to not admitting? Why people are in denial of their Why mental you, health? You know what I'm saying? Um. hmm Why? I honestly think I think it's part of um, society. You know the way society and social media has viewed okay. how a man and a woman is supposed to act. You know, the whole persona of, you know, the man is okay. supposed to be strong. Like Mark said, the woman is vulnerable and, you know, emotional. I think even more today right. now than before. Social media plays a very big part in how, you know, we act. Right. 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 Oh, my God. That's a big one. Uh, past uh, Deacon Mark, why do you feel that people are um, denying? I mean, all the things that you were listing when you asked the question of factors. 
I mean, the thing is, what is the biggest okay. factor? You know, uh, out of those things mm-hmm. that you had said, because every last one of those things are a factor for people. And but you know, it's 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 the not wanting to uh, uh, be weak thing, and all that is is just pride. And before destruction, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. pride comes, you know, and destruction follows right after the pride. You know, the fall comes right after the pride. So how much pride are you going to have until you allow yourself to self-destruct? Because nobody else is destroying you at that point. You know, maybe the situation is eating at you, but it, it doesn't have to anymore. So what are you going to do about it? What are, why, why are you sitting here in the same room by yourself, isolated? Your family is concerned about you. Actually, they're willing to put you in therapy, but you're not doing anything about it and, and saying anything about it. You're not willing to take the actions of the necessary action steps to get you to your mind being free. And I can't put a value on that. People are like, oh, that's money, that's money. But you're still vexed in the thing that you're in right now. So what what do you value more, your mental health or your money? Hmm. Mm -hmm -hmm. That's a big one. That's a huge, huge one. Um. Wow. <laughs> Let me get into this. This the this is the last topic I want to get into, but I think it's a very important one. How do you guys protect your mental health? Starting with Kilo, how do you stay in a positive? Because yeah, I ask Kilo this all the time because he's so jovial and always happy laughing. Despite I got one word for you. How do you stay in your positive aura zone? That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oof, oof. even even throughout the hospital stay, people came in. Everybody was worried. They're like, "Okay, you know what's gonna happen?" I'm just sitting there. I'm in the hospital bed. I'm smiling. Like nothing is wrong with me. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I'm not worried, and I know you know God's gonna take care of everything." It's, it's all about which which your focus is. On. Absolutely. Mm. That's a huge one. Pastor, the, you don't even know what to call me no more. <laughs> How do you? You don't even know what to call me no more. <laughs> yeah. We gonna stick to trail for trail for Why? Why? <laughs> How do you protect your mental health? How do you stay in? in well, I mean, Kilo is 100% on spot, you know. Uh, but I do want to say this also. Um, it's it, 100% of everything starts from where? You Kilo, finish the phrase. Your mind. Eh? Your mind. Your mind. Your mind yes. is the most powerful thing that's on this planet. Your mind is the most powerful thing that's on this planet. You have the strongest mind on this planet. There's no mind unlike anybody, any any other creature on this planet like the human mind. God created our mind specifically hmm. for the capacity he created it for. 
and it's able to do the things that other creatures aren't able to do, right? So we're able to think for ourselves. We're able to do all these different things that other creatures aren't capable of doing. So, so you have the capacity of looking at your situation a certain way. You have the capacity of mm. looking at your situation as this is the end, my life is over. Or you can look at your situation with the capacity of mm -hmm. this is an opportunity for me to get started on a new journey and to be able to help out somebody else. Let me put this in a scenario. Yes, you got through a case where a victim had been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. So you have the capacity to be sitting in your room by yourself, isolating, thinking this is the end of your world and you'll never be able to find love again and all these different other things that come with it. Or mm -hmm. you can go out and all these other victims that have been in the same boat as you that are looking for a way to get out, you mm -hmm. could be their way to help them get them out. You could be that you could be that beacon as I spoke mm. of. You could be the person to say, look, I've been through what you've been through. It might not have been the exact same situation, but look, it's up to you to determine whether you want to stay here and wallow in your own mess like pigs in a farm, or if you want to get up and be greater because you have a mind of your own and you can look at this situation and say, yes, I went through it, but I'm bigger than that situation. How are you going to look at your problems? How are you going to look at your op You have an opportunity to do something great. I don't care what you go through. You are greater than your problem. That's why you're still here. Mm -hmm. I want to stress that again. Absolutely. You are greater than your problem. That's why you are still here. Can I say that again? Because I know somebody missed that even on mm. the second time That's of me saying that. You are greater than your yes. problem. That's why you are still living. You're still breathing. You're still able to think in some form or fashion. You're still able to move. You're still able to eat. You're still able to operate at the capacity that you are operating here today because you have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that purpose have not been fulfilled. So you why are you sitting here. in your room doing nothing, wallowing in your own mess when you could be fixing your mess and become greater than that because you are greater. You were born great. Mm. You just don't know it. You just don't know the purpose you were born for. And the fact of the matter is when you went through that problem, honestly, you need to look at the problem because actually your purpose might be right in there. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there it goes. There it goes. I'm sorry. When it operates, it operates. And when it happens, it happens. And I hope somebody receives this because they might be going through a situational problem. And that might be their purpose right there, right there in the midst of the problem, right there. Your greatness is in the problem. But the fact that you're looking at your problem as a problem versus your problem as a purpose and the opportunity to get something greater, that's why you still are where you are today. In other words, it's been perception this whole time. I've been through a whole lot, and my perception is what's been keeping me here today. The perception is with my positive thinking. We've been giving the gift of the mind 
the mind, the greatest thing we could possibly have. You have an option. You can look at your result. You can look at your issue. You can look at what you're going through, your trials, tribulation, your persecution, your pain as a problem. You can look at it as negative or positive. What is your outlook on life? Are you looking at everything that you go through as a problem? Every, every situation that comes before you, is it a problem or is it an opportunity? Because I, I believe Absolutely. before Absolutely. Every, every, every blessing, every miracle, every, every opportunity to move forward, a problem has to be present. Absolutely. You have to get to something. Get to the get to the greater good. I, I mean, I, I don't, that. I don't see, I don't, I don't see greats made without a problem. I don't, I don't. In order for Steve Jobs to 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 come where he's at today, there had to have been some kind of right. identification of an issue. He had to see that there was an issue. Yes. With every that's how I feel with every superhero, it comes an antagonist. You have to have a villain, you have to have something to conquer. It's never gonna be an easy road, guys. I want you guys, but I don't want you to dwell in the negativity of what you're going through. I want you to see it for what's to come. You know what I'm saying? It's something coming that's greater, it's something coming that's bigger than what you're seeing. And that's where faith comes in. We, you know, I know we can really get to this, but <laughs> I just want you guys to just, you know what I'm saying, know that it's something greater coming. And I feel like that's why a lot of people stay um, in their depression. They stay sad because they don't they don't think that it's going to get mm, that's the that That's the, you know? the worst thing you can do. You put yourself in a box and thinking you can't come out of it because right. this is it. There could be nothing else past this. There could be nothing else past this. This is the, the end. This is, There's no more to come. After this is done with, it's over with. My life is over with. I've gone through the worst of the worst, and there's nothing you can do to take me out of it. That's the worst place you could be, right there in the pit of despair, where you feel that there's nothing can happen. And yes, there is something that can happen, but what are you willing to do about it? Because 100% of everything is dependent on you. Nobody else can live your life. Nobody. Hmm. I stress that nobody can live your life. Yeah. Are you my God, my God, because you might not have been able to control that situation that that right there is traumatizing you today, but you can control what you do from after that. I'm gonna be honest. There's certain people who went through some certain things, and from that trauma. Now they're living lavish. And I don't mean just the money, cars, and clothes. I mean they have peace. They have mm. peace. Peace of mind. They're not troubled in spirit. They're not troubled in heart. But that's because they didn't sit down and wallow in their own feces. Their own mess. They could have. They had every opportunity like anybody else to do it, but they chose to become greater than the problem. They look for solutions. Solutions. Oh my God. That's, that's, I think a lot of people need to hear that. Can you, that. A lot of people need to hear that, guys. 
it's not going to get any better if you stay and wallow in in what's you know your sadness. It's not going to get better than that. You you have to be willing to decide yes. to want better, to feel better, to know that things because it will get better. But a hundred percent of everything is dependent on you. It is. Do you want to stay in the place you are, or do you want to move forward? And then the next question is, what is the next step? How are you going to get to your next step of moving forward? Don't give up. I ain't going to say this road is easy because greatness doesn't come easy. Absolutely not. It's always going to be a challenge, guys. It's life. It's life. You're always going to have a challenge. You know what I'm saying? It's about just choosing to want better, to do better, and to know better. And your mental health it plays a huge part in this. You can't move without your – you can't literally can't do anything without your brain telling you what to do. And if you choose, if you tell your brain, I'm going to stay sad, guess what you're going to You're going to manifest that. Sad. But if you tell your brain, yes, you're going to manifest it. And we're going to get into that too. Manifestation is real. Yeah, power if you speak that time. into the universe – it's going to happen. Yes. Yes. You, 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 yes. As we say, the universe is it, it, it's always listening. You know, you might not say nothing to, to nobody yes. else, but that's why they say these affirmations and things of that nature are very powerful. When you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I am great, I am great, I am great. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's a very powerful mm. thing, but uh, let me stop you here. You aren't great until you start doing great, right? Right? W- what I'm saying here is hmm. you can affirm yourself all you want. But, oh, I just wrote this quote, too, yesterday. But the thing is, you need to reaffirm yourself. So, in other words, you look in, 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 in the mirror and say, I am great. So, the thing you need to do after you leave the mirror is do something great. Not just say it. That's the problem. Once you say that thing and it's in your mind, you need to act as if you were in that thing. So that's the other thing, too. Whenever you say, I am depressed, you look at yourself in the mirror and I'm, I'm depressed, I'm down, I'm this. And then guess what? It's in your mind that you're depressed. So guess what you go do? Be depressed. Absolutely. The power of the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste, guys. Do you know that you can feel perfectly fine and be perfectly fine and convince yourself that you're sick and become sick? That goes to show and people you don't understand mind. how powerful they really are. You, you, you hold the capacity right. that nobody is able to fully unlock. <laughs> Nobody's able to fully unlock. It's crazy because only 10% of our brain is conscious and the rest of everything else is subconscious. And the fact that the, the fact that we don't understand how to get to our subconscious and make, make, because the subconscious is the most powerful part. Don't get me wrong. The conscious part, it plays a part into the subconscious because once you consciously absorb things, then now your actions end up becoming subconscious. So that plays a huge part into the manifestation Absolutely. of certain things. When you consciously endure 
in 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 depressing things, depressing movies, and why you're going through a depressing situation and all these different things, subconsciously you feel you are depressed. Now you're acting in that depression because subconsciously right. you're not even thinking Sub- about it. You're not even thinking about it right. anymore. You've already consciously right. downloaded that unconsciously into your subconscious mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's deep, y'all. De- no, it's, it's deep, but let me put it into a visual. Some people are visual learners. Your subconscious thoughts, let's, let's imagine that you're on a stage performing, right? Your conscious thoughts is what people see, you performing on a stage. Your subconscious thoughts are the people behind the scenes, behind the curtains, that's controlling the lighting, that's controlling the curtains, that's controlling how the stage moves, that's controlling the set. These are just as important to what people see. Because the show won't go on without any any of these people, without any of this going on, so that's a that's that's how it works, guys. So your subconscious thoughts actually <coughs> contributes to your well being. They're very important. So once you convince yourself of things, that goes into your subconscious thoughts, and then that becomes you. So you have to change your way of thinking, your way of being. And that's why mental health is important. Um, I think you guys, um, most of all, why people um, stay in the position that they're in as far as, you know, depression or we already said that a lot of people don't go to therapy or whatever. But a lot of people simply ignore what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Denial. There you go. There you go. Right there. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Um, and then too you got people who consciously right. know that it's something wrong with them which of course is denial but then they go and look at everybody else's problem well you got this so why are you worried about me you got problems too that ain't helping you solving nothing right right exactly that's, that's exactly how it works um, I want to just thank before we before we conclude. Um, anyone out there that's going through depression or feel like there's no way out, um, that's having crazy thoughts, thoughts of suicide because the suicide rate, in fact, has increased over these last couple of years, especially with this um, COVID season. Jesus, um, with COVID, with losing people, with you know, everything has just taken over people's mind and. They have did the unthinkable of killing themselves. I want you guys to always um, reach out. If, if you feel like you can talk to nobody, if you feel like you tried every avenue, please, 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 if you're in that down stage, if you feel like it's not going to get any better, please um, call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Number is 800-273-8255. Again, it's 800-273-8255. I want to give a moment of silence to anyone that has lost a loved one through suicide. A 10-second moment of silence. Let's start now. Okay, thank you guys so much. Um, Rest in peace to anyone. I I know a couple people that have lost someone to suicide, depression. Um, Depression, actually... um, is the symptom of suicide, of course, is the last result, but it's due to depression. So 
that's this is why mental health is important because it can in fact be fatal. You know, of course, suicide is a choice, but guys, it's it's as much as our obligation to help our brother, our brothers and sisters. Um, through I feel like it's important to reach out. You know what I'm saying? Even to the people that's quote unquote strong all the time, or in your presence, they're always strong and happy. Those are the people that kill themselves the most, and it's because they're they're trying to support your your spirit and your happiness. But meanwhile, theirs is falling apart. So I want you guys to just reach out to people that's always happy. Just check on your loved ones. Um, I always ask, you know, I ask, you know, Trill, I ask um, Kilo, is he okay? I always ask my friends, are they good? Because sometimes people be needing that talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, even if you know somebody on the business level, you consider them your friend. I think it's, it's, your, it's your duty to check on them. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure everyone's good that you, that you mess with, that you like. Um, anything else you guys want to uh, say before we conclude no. this podcast? Stay, stay positive, y'all. Stay positive. True, true forte. I know you. <laughs> stay positive. True forte. Oh man, well, I mean, just to summarize everything, number one, um, do what's necessary. Don't, don't worry about being cool or because it's not the norm. Uh, you're not normal. You're, you're not everybody else. Right. You don't have to do the things that everybody else does. So when they sit and they tell you you don't need help, so you go figure it out. You're a man. You you you, you do that. You go figure it out. You go figure it out. And if if the figuring mm-hmm. out is what professional help do that, you go figure it out. And, and because the problem is you don't want to sit in the house by yourself and and just sit here thinking about the problem all day. That's mm-hmm. not going to get you to the next level. That's not going to get you to you being happy again. It's not going to get you to you you feeling uh, peace again. That's not going to get you there. Find that help. Whatever is necessary. Have wit. Wit in the acronym. Whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to get you to that that proper place that you're you and I won't say you once were because it might not ever get there, but you might be in a better place. That's what the goal is to get to a better place. So I won't necessarily say look for um that same feeling because feelings are misleading. Let me just say that. Feelings are very misleading. Be careful of how you operate and what you do in your feelings. Because feelings will get you in a very dangerous place. But what I will say is getting you into a place of 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 finding that peace again. Finding that peace again. It might not be the same peace, but it might be a peace that you might not even understand at all whatsoever. But the fact that you've gotten there, it's a peace that you love and you adore. Like you outside in the wild listening to the beautiful chirps of the birds. Anyways, beyond my analogies and all that stuff, find help. Um, Seeking help is important. If 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 else fails, you always have God. I always say that. If else fails, you have God, and He would definitely steer you in the right direction. God always answers the call, so you can definitely rely on Him. Um. I want to thank you guys for being a part of this podcast. I feel like it was very, very, very good. Um, 
I want to thank you guys for your courage to come forward with your mental um, issues that you might have had or your stories or your, you know what I'm saying, your testimony that could help someone else. Um, I just want to thank you guys. You have been a blessing to this podcast. Um, thank you so much for being a part of it once again. Uh, please tell the people your social media accounts before we depart. Now. The real, the one and only real kilometers on all platforms. I am real. I'm not plastic. Um, Y'all can follow me on Instagram. Y'all can follow me on Twitter. Make sure you follow Leading Legacy <laughs> 20 on all platforms as well, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All right, make sure you go check out our website, leadinglegacyllc.com, for any other information you would be interested in. Um, more more information coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, unfortunately, Trail Phone yes, has disconnected. So but, um, to all do you know Trail Forte? Do you know his um, Instagram um, page um, name? Instagram, T R E A L F O R T E. Make sure Forte, you guys go follow platform. him. Go show him some love. Go show him some support. Go listen to his music. I know what it is. Thank you so much, Kilo, for being a part of this podcast. God bless y'all, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. And once again, thank you for listening to Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast.